KT, and we are broadcasting from Orlando, Florida. JT, I hear you've been working a lot. Yeah, I've been working probably every day this week between Under Armour and DVC. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I got to make that money uh, for the car, you know, saving up for, trying to save up for me a future trip. Of course, I got to have money for the ladies. I was out with them last night at Halloween Horror Nights. Exactly. And the holidays, too, coming up as well. And I'm going to the movies again tonight. Uh, yes, the holidays is coming up as well. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, Dylan, what's been going on with you, man? Nothing. Um, just been working a lot on the show. Uh, we've been in talks with several sports teams that I think you guys would like. Um, and also some other promotions we're going to be doing in the next few weeks. So keep keep posted on our Twitter page and Facebook page. Twitter page is OOB Podcast. Facebook page is Out of Bounds with Dylan James. And um, because we're going to have some big announcements coming up very, very soon. So make sure you keep locked on those pages. And we will talk about that more but yeah um so yeah i've been doing that been working as well and going to halloween horror nights as well so frequent fear pass has been doing doing us good it's a lifesaver it is a lifesaver don't guys spend like 80 bucks every time yeah yeah i mean there's no reason to buy a one night ticket when you can buy a, a ticket where you can go anytime you want except for a saturday for you know, double the price of a one night ticket. There's no reason. So oh, we, yeah. bought, we bought the we bought the freaking fear pass for myself and for Ann Bailey, and so we've been going at least once a week, if not twice a week. So I, th- I think she actually wants to go tonight again. So, well, I'm gonna see it tonight. So, uh, but we'll definitely go next week for sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. not working at Under Armour next Thursday, so we can go do it again. Yeah. And lucky for me, I've already done all the haunted houses. So for me, just going again, it's just for fun. I have two left. But last night, though, we went on the mummy ride with uh, the ladies I was with at work. And this guy, I don't know how in the world he snuck a beer on a roller coaster. I, I don't understand that. And it went all over my friend. And she was so angry. I'm like, now what it, is this? Now, if that was Disney, it would not happen. Of course not. It would not happen. But at Universal, obviously the team members there don't care. Because, yeah, that was that was interesting. So he's my bonus loser. <laughs> well, hey, you, you did you did get a free ride. You got That's to ride too. the ride again, which was good. Um, but I heard Ty got beer in her eyes, and and there was just beer everywhere. Yeah, someone on our ride got soaked for sure. But you know, Universal, it is what it is. That's why they're Universal, and we're Disney. Exactly. All exactly. right, Dylan. Well, we got sports news to talk about, so let's get got started with uh, some college football. So we had a lot of college football games that happened this week, Dylan. Lots of action. Of course, Alabama keep on rolling as they defeated Texas A&M Aggies 27-19. It wasn't that decisive of a win, though. No, I mean, you it was It was only an eight-point difference in that up, game. Well, it looked that way in the in its halftime because they were up 17-3. to And uh, Kellen Mood, he was kind of struggling and had to pick it up the second half. So A&M made it close, but Alabama, they hold on. For that victory, uh, Clemson they beat Wake Forest. Uh, Penn State got a win. Georgia beat Vandy. But Dylan, well, we kind of had two upsets this week. But to me, the most surprising was Iowa State. This team was a th- over like a thirty-point underdog. 
They went to Norman, Oklahoma, and they beat the Sooners. Yep. And also, they had what was coming to them because of the whole Baker Mayfield thing, stabbing the flag in the middle of Ohio State's field a few weeks ago. Iowa State, a player there, actually stabbed their flag into the field for Oklahoma, and um, it was a bit of a... Some sweet revenge when it comes to college football. But, yeah, it was definitely a crazy game. I cannot believe Oklahoma dropped um, to Ohio State. It's it's phenomenal that that happened. But, I mean, hey, good for Ohio State. That's the first time they've they've been a prominent team uh, since a while, for a while. So I think that's really cool that they decided to go in there and beat them. Well, the good news, Dylan, for week six in college football is this week, me and you, we both got our upset predictions correct. And I picked Michigan State over Michigan, which it didn't look good, but Michigan State was up 14-3, to and Michigan just pretty much gave Michigan State the game. John O'Corn, he, the, Michigan as a team had five turnovers, yeah. and I watched this game. I was stunned. Every time you thought Michigan was going to get back in the game, they gave the ball. I'm like, John O'Corn, what are you, Jay Cutler, just throwing to the other team? What's yeah, going on? Yeah, you, you just can't do that, so I mean, especially in a rivalry three, game like that. He had three picks, and the, the other two were like fumbles, but... Still, I mean, Michigan State, you got to give them credit. They hung on, and just like we saw two years ago when they went in the big house and beat them, they did it again until the Paul Bunyan axe, or the Paul Bunyan trophy, excuse me, is staying in East Lansing, Michigan. Yeah, and I also, um, in my upsets, I had Miami beating Florida State for the first time in, in seven years, mm-hmm. and it did happen. They actually scored 24-20 to against Florida State. Malik Rosier uh, had 19-44. He actually didn't really have that good of a day uh, completion percentage-wise, but he still threw for 254 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. Um, he looked pretty good in that game, and he was, a, he was the deciding factor in that game against Florida State, and Florida State is still... Just uh, they they are a woeful team this season. After after their starting quarterback going down, they just have not been able to pick up ahead of steam since then. And they've they have one win on the season, and that's it. So it's it's hard to watch a team that was that had so much potential coming into the season play the way they've been playing. But I mean, it, they need to change something there because it was all riding on the starting quarterback's shoulders. That's the reason why they were winning and they won that first game in the first place. No, I agree, Dylan. Um, other action in college football in week six, uh, TCU, they defeated West Virginia 31-24. to uh, You mentioned, of course, Miami over Florida State. And another game that I was really surprised, LSU, after losing to Troy, they finally showed up. And they beat the Florida Gators. Yeah, what happened there? That's absolutely incredible for them to play somebody in the SEC and decide to win against them. Um, a great game for it them. It was just surprising, Dylan, because their quarterback for LSU, Danny Etling, he, he wasn't that great. 9 for 16, 125 yards. He only had one touchdown the entire game. So um, LSU was kind of big, but then Florida tried to make a comeback, but they were just short. Yeah, and also UCF, the Knights actually played up against Cincinnati Bearcats, and they won decisively, 51-23. to Mackenzie Milton, 16 of 19 for 374 yards and five touchdowns. Yeah, UCF, Dylan, the Knights are on a roll right now, and their quarterback, as you mentioned, has done very well. Don't forget about the receiver, uh, Traquan Smith. I mean, he's had uh, three touchdowns so far in that game, so he was amazing as well, and I think UCF is going to run the table in the American Athletic Conference. But I think, Dylan, it's going to come down to their last game. UCF against USF. Charlie Strong, 
uh, against Frost. Man, that's going to be a, a matchup defense against the high-parent offense. I think it's going to come down to that game. And who knows, Dylan, UCF, they keep this up. They might go to a, a pretty big bowl game at the end of the year. Yeah, exactly. And so we won't be able to see um, South Florida in action this weekend. They were supposed to play UMass, uh, but that game was actually canceled. So we won't see them in action this weekend. But we will see some other games tonight for fl- for the Friday the 13th. We do have Clemson versus Syracuse, which should not be um, a very competitive game because Syracuse is not ranked this season. They are not playing that well, but Clemson is still riding high as the number two team in the nation as of right now. Although they did have, I mean, a pretty close game last week. It wasn't it wasn't a blowout like it should have been. So um, it'll be interesting to watch how Clemson reacts to the Syracuse um, this Syracuse team. And then we also have Washington State playing up against California which that should be an interesting game to watch. So definitely keep your eye on that game. It's 1030 Eastern time tonight. Yeah, don't forget, you also got Auburn. It will be at the Death Valley taking on LSU. So we'll see if the Tigers can bounce back again. Speaking of Tigers, battle the Tigers there. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and then you got Georgia Tech against the Miami Hurricanes. Uh, your pick for the upset last week. So that's going to be interesting as well. And, of course, the big game this week, you got... Um, Texas Longhorns, the Red River Shootout against OU, the Oklahoma Sooners. That's going to be interesting. It's going to be at 3.30. I'll be able to watch that game. And I think, Dylan, my upset is going to be the Texas Longhorns. We were very impressed with the way we came back against K-State. And if Ellinger, he played great. If not, our backup uh, is going to be doing really good to carry the team. And Texas, like I said, we know we got the defense. We just got to get the offense clicking. And I think the Longhorns are going to be able to upset the Sooners this week again. And we'll be ranked again. Sooners, uh, the one thing I noticed with Tar Herman is he's made our team very competitive. You know, Charlie Strong, I felt too many times they quit at times, but I felt the Longhorns this year, they, even when we lost to USC, barely lost like a close game, he's kept the, them in each and every game. Yeah. Believing even when we're down that we can come back and win this game. So I really think the Longhorns are going to bounce back in that game against the Sooners tomorrow yeah. night. Well, afternoon. speaking of upsets, I believe the upset this weekend for me is going to have to be Memphis over Navy. Navy is ranked 25th right now, and Memphis has lost a game this season, but they are still 4-1 and one on the season. I still think Memphis can, can win this game. They'll be playing at home. They'll be playing in front of their home crowd. Navy is a strong team. However, I think Memphis can go in there and do it, um, and Memphis will be the upset of the week for me. Also, Tennessee is playing tomorrow after their bye week, and Butch Jones miraculously so is still the head coach of Tennessee. I don't know how that happened, but um, anyway, so we'll see if Butch Jones can actually put together a win against South Carolina tomorrow. They are going to be playing at the Gamecocks. So that actually, no, I'm sorry at Tennessee. So it's going to be an interesting game to watch. Um, it is an sec battle as well. So, Hopefully the Tennessee Volunteers can put up a win on the board and uh, at least be four and two on the season because as of right now they're barely above five hundred and I don't think that we should be hitting um, five hundred this early in the season. So I think if we win against South Carolina, we can get back on track and hopefully um, go towards you know at least playing a good bowl game this year. I don't think we're gonna, we're not going to make it to the college football playoff anymore, but I think that we can have a pretty good shot at playing at a good bowl game and. Hopefully, hopefully, this is Butch Jones' last season. It has to be. Unless he goes on a tear and wins every single game to the end of this season, I think that Butch Jones, again, his days are numbered. And it was a lot higher of a number 
than I thought it was. But it's it's going to happen. Eventually, Tennessee fans, do not worry. We will be getting a new coach in Tennessee before next season. All right, Dylan. Before we transition to the NFL, just want to mention some quick games. Of course, my alma mater, UTSA, we're taking on North Texas this weekend. And UCF, Dylan, they'll be playing East Carolina at home at Spectrum Stadium. I think UCF's going to win that game pretty easily. And I know you mentioned earlier that USF is not playing, but they actually are playing this week. USF is playing Cincinnati at 7.30. So it was UMass in South Florida that would that cancel. That was the previous game, but because of the hurricane, they canceled yes. it. Yes. So they booked another game against Cincinnati. They, they, athletic Conference had to move some teams around. But look at that. So that we'll actually see USF play tomorrow. Exactly. And then, of course, we also got the Gators. They're taking on Texas A&M. Yes. Yes, and they'll be actually in their new uniforms as well. Oh, yes, the Gators. Which are absolutely atrocious, if you ask me. Um, (laughs) They made these jerseys look like actual Gators. And they're just not appealing whatsoever. They're they're worse than every single Oregon jersey ever. They're awful. Absolutely awful. But um, speaking of Oregon, Oregon is playing up against Stanford tomorrow night at 11 p.m. Eastern Eastern Standard Time. Um, Stanford is ranked 23rd right now, but Oregon, I mean, their offense, it could possibly be a win for Oregon tomorrow night. So that'd be an interesting game as well. We have some very interesting night games this season. We've, We've had some very good late games. And that's another one that you should be keeping your eye on, too. So definitely watch that one. Um, And my San Diego State, they're playing tomorrow night against Boise State, too, at 10.30. All right, Dylan. Let's transition onto the pros. I don't know what you're saying there. With the NFL. (laughs) So on Sunday, our Titans, they were on the road against the Miami Dolphins this past week. And the Dolphins, uh, Jay Cutler, finally showed up. (laughs) He did. And, you know, had a... He signed us to Boo Birds and had a touchdown passes and beat us 16 to 10. Of course, when you have your backup, Matt Castle, you know, he did all right 21 32, 140 yards and a touchdown. But Titans, you know, hopefully Marcus Mariota will be able to play this Monday coming up against the Colts. Uh, the Bengals beat it, the Bills. Oh, it, go right ahead. I'm sorry. If Matt Castle does play this week, um, which I don't think he will. I think I think that Marcus Mariota will play this week because it's He's against been practicing. It's so, against the Colts. I think yeah. he will win and he will play. But if Matt Castle does start another game this season, the defense has to stand up. They have to be something else than they already are because I mean obviously our defense is not that good. Yeah, our defense this year the last couple of games. Our scoring D is ranked 30th this season. Um they're just not playing good this season, but I, they need to stand up and they need to become something um a lot better than they have been the past few weeks. I mean against the Seahawks, we actually played pretty well. Up until the fourth quarter, we actually our our defense was actually quite stout. But since that quarter against the Seattle Seahawks, we have not been a solid D um, since then. So I think that if if Matt Castle does play under center again, the defense needs to make plays. The defense needs to get an interception. They need to get a pick six. They need to do something. And special teams as well. I'm looking at you, Dory Jackson. We brought you in here to be a playmaker. So be a playmaker run run some kicks back you know i mean that, that's all that's all there is to it there have been times where he's been close but then there have been penalty calls play penalty you know things like holding and things like that have been happening but uh dory you need to step up as well and definitely bring it for the titans because i mean we were the one of the favorites if not the favorite to win the afc south this season i still think we can win the afc south it's just we have to play better than we're playing right now all right, guys. So on a quick rundown of what happened in 
week five in the NFL. Uh, the Panthers, they beat the Detroit Lions. Cam Newton, he had three touchdowns in this game as the Panthers defeated the Detroit Lions 27-24. Uh, the Colts, Peyton Manning, he was there uh, celebrating his return. And the Colts, they got him a victory. They beat the 49ers 26-23. The L.A. Chargers, they finally got their first win of the season, beating, well, guess who? The New York Giants. So now Awful. they are 0-5 and getting a lot worse. Eagles looking good. Jaguars stunning the Steelers. I did not expect that. Ben Roethlisberger had, like, what, six picks in that game? It was just unbelievable, unbelievable. Seahawks, of course, they beat the Rams 16-10. Packers hung on to beat the Dallas Cowboys. So Dak Prescott having a rough game in that one. The Chiefs, they were losing to the Texans and came back and won this game on Sunday Night Football. So they won 42-34. Uh, to 34. They hung on to win that game. But fortunately for the Texans, Dylan, J.J. Uh, Watt, he got injured in this game, and now he's going to be out for the season. Uh, yeah, that's awful for Houston. I mean, it's good for us because, you know, when we play them again, their defense won't be as, as stout as it was before. But, yeah, that's awful for the Houston Texans, especially for all that J.J. Watt's done for that city. It's it's tough to see a player of that caliber go down with an injury and uh, be out for the rest of the season. Hopefully he gets better very, very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of also the teams that you were speaking of before, um, with that game against the, against the Giants, the Chargers versus the Giants, Brandon Marshall – and Odell Beckham Jr. both had season-ending injuries that same game. Odell Beckham Jr. broke his ankle, and then I believe Brandon Marshall might have broke his ankle as well or had had something happen, a fracture or something. Um, but that's just awful for that team. That team needs to do something. I hear that Terrell Owens um, and Chad Ochocinco, or Chad Johnson as he's referred to as now, they both are open and on the market, and they are wanting to get signed by a team. So, hey, you know what? That might not be an idea for the Giants. Bring them onto the team, pay them the league minimum, and just say, look, if you produce for our team, we will give you these incentives. We will give you an extra million dollars if, if you hit these milestones. I think there's something that they can do with the Giants to bring them back to to you know a level that they should be playing at anyway. This season's lost, so you might as well bring in something. You might, I mean, bring in those two guys see if they can actually produce if they can hey guess what you're not any worse off than you were before so i think that they should look at other options like that the jaguars beat the steelers too man uh and Heinz stadium too uh 21 to 21 point differential 30 to 9 and ben roethlisberger just looked absolutely awful so i think that He's still thinking about retirement in his head. I think that's a major thing. He threw five interceptions in that game, and that's the most he's ever thrown in a game before. So I think that something mentally needs to change with Ben Roethlisberger because if he keeps playing that way, they're going to put that back up in, and it's just going to be the end of Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh. All right, Dylan, let's preview week six in the league. Uh, Of course, last night the Eagles – they defeated the Carolina Panthers 20-23 in a very entertaining game. Uh, Cam Newton and Carson Wentz going back and forth. But the Eagles came out on top, and they're on top of the NFC East, uh, the 5-1 record. Uh, for the games this weekend, we got the Dolphins taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Green Bay, the Packers are going to be against the Vikings. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Got Bears and Ravens, Bears too. Bears and Ravens, Mitch yep. Trubisky coming off of his yes, first right, win. Right. As a, no, 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 they lost. They I'm lost sorry, to the Vikings lost. on Monday night. You know what? Yeah. The reason why I said they win is because 
that two-point conversion play they had in that game was absolutely phenomenal, and that's the only thing that stuck out from that game. Everything else was just, meh. It was awful. Yep, the Steelers and the Chiefs are going to be on Sunday at 425. That's going to be interesting as well. And Colts Titans. Colts Titans, of course, was the Monday night game in Nashville. So hopefully Marcus Mariota is going to play, and uh, we'll see how we do. All right, Dylan, on to some league news. So what broke last night, the news was that the NFL apparently has won their appeal against the running back for the Dallas Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott, and now he's going to have to serve his six-game suspension. Yeah, um, it looks like also, I mean, I, I have a feeling Ezekiel Elliott's going to fight this again mm-hmm. because he wants to continue to play. But if he doesn't, it looks like he's going to be back in week 13. And that's going to be a pivotal week for uh, for Dallas Cowboys. I mean, from then on, it'll be p- pretty pivotal for that team. So um, for them to lose out on Ezekiel Elliott for that long, for six weeks, I mean, that's that's a tough hit. But, I mean, it would have been better if he actually was out the first six games of the season instead of in the middle of the season. I think at this point, they should have just skipped arbitration. They should have skipped this whole you know, fighting it at the very beginning, just, you know, pay your due, get your six weeks, get your six games out of there, you know, just realize what you did, realize what you did wrong, and fix it, don't do it again, I mean, that's all you got to do, so now, he's hurting his team even more, because their schedule is, I mean, their, their record is actually pretty good um, in the, in the league, I think that, Ezekiel Elliott should have just decided, you know what, from week one to week six, I'm just not going to be playing anymore. But that didn't happen, and now um, they'll have to pay the consequences for it. Definitely, definitely. Well, unfortunately, Dylan, uh, the National Anthem debate is still making news in the league, and we talked about this a few weeks ago, but it's in the news again because during the Colts game this past weekend, Colts and 49ers, uh, the vice president, Mike Pence, was at that game, and apparently the 49ers, they protested with kneeling during the National Anthem. And he walked out. And the trend it's been this week is a, a lot of fans have been complaining, uh, booing during the players in the National Anthem. And Jerry Jones, he did a, a complete U-turn. A few weeks ago, he was like, oh, I'm so proud of my players, kneeling, all this, blah, blah, blah. But apparently he got backlash from these corporate sponsors that sponsor the Cowboys. Of course he did. I'm assuming AT&T has to be one of them because they sponsor a stadium. But uh, they're saying, hey, look, we're getting tired of these uh, National Anthem protests and you need to do something about this because of the league because you're going to pull out and you're going to lose money. Yeah. So Roger Goodell said oh, a letter to the, the league saying, hey, guys, we're thinking about requiring you to play, uh, stand for the national anthem. So they're working on it. I'm not sure when it's going to become official. They have their owner meetings next week. That's probably where it might get approved and get enforced. And think about it, Dylan. I mean, the NBA, the NHL, uh, U.S. soccer, NASCAR, I think those are the only four leagues that require – you to stand for the national anthem. The NFL says you should, but they don't require it. Yeah, and you know it's a big deal because it's affecting their business, their sponsors, fans. I talked to a Hollywood at work. He said I haven't watched the NFL in two weeks because I'm getting sick and tired of these players protesting. I just want to watch football. That's all I want to do. I don't want to watch this. Exactly, and like you said, it's affecting their business. At the at the, at the end of the day, this whole thing, the NFL is a business. They're a money driven organization. That if you affect that that income coming in, then you're going to pay the consequence. Like you're not going to play any. Either you're not going to play anymore. You're going to get suspended. Um, something. So I mean, I think that. Well, Jerry Jones said he's going to bench his players. I'm not sure how it's going to go with the NFLPA because I know they will fight that. But 
I think, you know, the NFL has to do something because we know it's affecting their business. And we knew this was coming, Dylan. Yeah, exactly. They, they couldn't do this the whole entire season. Now, I know some players, um, like with our match for the Titans, said, oh, I'm going to quit football. They forced me to stand. Get out of here. You're not going to quit football. You're not going to quit football. you got to feed your family, right? You see that money coming in? Ex- You're making at least $750,000 every, uh, every year being an NFL football player. At least that's the league minimum. So if you're making that much money, you're not gonna you're not gonna complain. If they tell you not to complain, you're not gonna complain because you're going to become, um, you know, somebody who's not making that much money anymore. Somebody like us that's making you know around thirty thousand dollars a year. So, and I, I was listening to uh, the herd the other day actually with Colin Coward. He brought up a really really good point. The reason why we have these situations arise in the NFL and not in NBA or NHL or things like that is because most of the time the contracts that those players get in those other leagues are guaranteed contracts, are fully guaranteed contracts. In the NFL, it's here's some money up front. Some guaranteed money, but it's not all of it. Not all of it. And then also those players in the NFL, they are in college, let's say from their first year, they might get redshirted, okay, in college. So they won't even play their first year. Then they play three years or four years at least three years usually to bring in more money for the university to bring in more sponsors for the university um to hone their craft but they're getting worked like workhorses like mules and then they go to the nfl and they're making a fraction of what the mlb of what nhl of what of you know of nba of those guys, what they make a year. So, you know, I, I I kind of understand where they're coming from, why they're wanting to fight the system, why they're wanting to fight the man, because they're not making as much money as NF, as NBA, as NHL, as NASCAR, and things like that. But, you know, at a certain point, you're still making more money than a very good percentage of the country that we live in. So, I mean, it's, it's a job. It's a job. If I decide to come into work tomorrow... And decided to just sit on my butt the entire shift for eight and a half hours and tell my boss, I am not going to work today. Do you think I'm going to keep my job? No. No. I'm going to be fired that day. I will I will be done. Either I will get talked to, I will get in trouble, or I will be done. So at a certain point, you just need to do what you need to do. You need to be on the field. You need to play football and, and go from there. If you want to talk about these things outside of football, great. Do that, but do it on your time. Don't do it on the NFL's time. Well, that's what the NFL is basically looking at, it, and we'll see how it goes, Dylan. But they, Commissioner Roger Goodell said they're going to give them a platform where they can talk about these social issues. You know, they just don't want to do it in the national anthem. So we'll see how that goes. All right, Dylan, let's talk about some MLB playoff action. As we had, now we know the final four teams in the Major League Baseball playoffs. The Cleveland Indians are up 2-0 against the Yankees. The Yankees won their two games at home. And then the game five, the Indians were up 2-0. And then the Yankees stormed back to win that series. Unbelievable. This sounds really familiar. It sounds like something that happened last year. Oh, wait. Against the Chicago Cubs. Wow. Cleveland needs to fix something. Something's wrong in that organization. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland, I don't know what's going to go on, but... Terry Fergoni, he's a good manager, so I'm sure he'll figure it out. Yeah, they'll figure it out. Uh, figure it out a manager. Well, the Boston Red Sox, they were down 2 nothing against the Astros, won game three, but then they lost game four. So the Astros won that series 3-1, to one, and then the Red Sox, they fired their manager, John Farrell, so he's out the door. 
So the Astros are moving on. The Chicago Cubs, they were, uh, it was going back and forth between them and the Nationals. And then the Steven Strasburg, it was a big debate because he wasn't going to play game four because he had the sniffles, apparently, oh. and mold up in the hotel room. Okay. But he just got pressure to him, and he decided to play, bailed his team out. So the Nationals won game four, but game five, it was, they were had a four, they, Scherzer gave up four runs in an inning, and the Cubs came, stormed back, and they won that game nine to eight. I think it was in 12 or 13 innings. So the Cubs, they beat the Nationals in a hard fought series. They advance, and the L.A. Dodgers, well, they swept the Diamondbacks off the floor. They, they had no chance in that series. So now you got the Dodgers and the Cubs and the Astros and the Yankees. Now, for me, Dylan, I'm thinking the Astros and the Dodgers are going to make it in the World Series. Okay. But I know, Dylan, the, if Fox or these big teams are tied their way, they want the Cubs and the Yankees, of course, or the Yankees and the Dodgers. Of course they do. Uh, but I mean, you think about the Cubs, though. The Cubs are a resilient team, even though they are playing against the Dodgers. The Dodgers are a good team. They did beat them last year, though. They did beat them last year. So I, I think that the Cubs have the Dodgers number as of last year. So we'll see if that continues this year. I mean, I, I would love to see the Cubs go back. Um, that'd be really cool. A cool story to see the Cubs go back to back um, with w- world championships. But like the um, penguins. Yeah. Like the penguins. Well, <laughs> unless that's fresh wounds, JT fresh. Wounds, that's still fresh. Um, but I mean, you know, the Cubs versus Cubs versus Astros. Or I'll go, go with Cubs versus or we Astros. Go with Warriors Cavaliers. We'll go with that. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go. I'll go Cubs Astros in that one. I think those okay. two teams can okay. uh, can definitely win. So, all right, Dylan. Well, speaking of hockey, we got some hockey news. So, speaking of the Penguins, unfortunately, Dylan, our Predators and the Capitals, we played them and we didn't beat them this week. I hate the Penguins. Uh, you Predators, they lost them in Pittsburgh. And my Caps, the Penguins came to our house and beat us. Three to two, but oh, my boy Ovechkin though he got a goal and he's been tearing it up. He he's got eight goals now in four games, oh, and he geez. had two hat tricks back to back. That's incredible. Sounds like Philip Forsberg a, a few years ago. I think it was two years ago. Philip Forsberg had back to back back to back hat trick games. So. Sounds good, man. Uh, and then, you know the Penguins actually lost last night against the Lightning, though. Yes, they did. That's why I put it in my notes there. So our teams haven't figured it out, but the Lightning sure have figured this, them out. The Lightning have. <laughs> and so, they did I mean, good. Nikita uh, Kucherov, man, I, that guy is amazing with the goals he scored. Of course, we lost to the Lightning on Monday night, but Kucherov's been tearing up too with the Lightning, and they're doing pretty well. The Lightning, so good for them. And speaking of teams doing really well, the Vegas Golden Knights—they're still undefeated, and they won uh, their. Their first game at home, a very emotional uh, home opener. As I mentioned last week, they were doing a tribute for the honor of the first responders and the victims of the uh, Las Vegas uh, shooting that happened on October 1st. So that was uh, it was posted on Twitter. So if you've seen it, if you haven't seen it, you should check it out. It's, it's amazing. But uh, Vegas Golden Knights, you know, your boys, James, James Neal, man, he's uh, carrying it up for that team. I want James Neal to come back. <laughs> I already want him to. He scored five goals in three games so far. He's scored two game-winning goals as well. I mean, he, that guy is lighting it up in Las Vegas. And, I mean, it's it's crazy. We kind of talked about this before with an expansion team. With the Nashville Predators, when they started in the NHL, they were not this good. Because they did not have a good roster to start with because they had all these new kids that they didn't have the same system back then that they do now for expansion teams. So this expansion team came off uh, 
a really, really good expansion draft. Got a really, really good roster compared to what the Predators had. So, I mean, that's the reason why they're undefeated right now. And James Neal has been carrying that team so far. They're still looking for a captain for that team. Hopefully, they don't give it to James Neal because I think James Neal only has a uh, he has this very sh- I think he's a short contract with the Vegas Golden Knights right now. But um, hopefully, James Neal decides to come back home soon because he. He definitely needs to be scoring some goals for the Predators Well, instead. he will, Dylan. He will when the Vegas Golden Knights go to Nashville. I don't know when it is, but it will happen sometime this year. Well, no, I, <laughs> I, he needs to come back home as, as a Predator. That's what he needs to do. Well, maybe if the Vegas Golden Knights are struggling and dead last, maybe they'll trade him at the trade deadline. Speaking of undefeated teams, the New Jersey Devils are actually undefeated as well. They're the they're one of only two teams left in the league right now that are undefeated. Well, I hope my Capitals have something to say about that tonight. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we play them so. tonight. Okay, but okay. Uh, the Blues, well, they were undefeated, but they lost to the Florida Panthers last night, and the Vegas Golden Knights they are playing tonight as well. I think it's the Red Wings. Yeah, it's the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, Red Wings are playing good too. They're three and one right now, so they're they're playing pretty pretty good hockey as well. So it'll be interesting to see how the Golden Knights fare in that game to see if they actually extend the win streak or if they fall um, to Detroit. Definitely. And Yarmir Yager, he made his debut for the Calgary Flames on Wednesday night. Um, he played. Uh, he didn't get a goal or an assist or anything, but he did play. Yeah. So he's uh, getting the groove back in. So we'll see how Yarmir Yager does. Um, I think during his press conference, yeah, people were wearing like the mullets. The yes, <laughs> so yes. you know those that traveling entourage he has of all those of those fans that wear every jersey for every team he's played for. Yeah, so they're gonna be coming around Calgary for sure. And the Flames are three and one right now too, young team. And I think that bringing in Yami Yager like that—that's some great veteran presence for that team. And uh, they can go pretty far this year, I think. I think they'll be a pretty good team. They'll be a team to watch um, late in the season. All right, Dylan. Well, let's get on to my famous football recap of the week. So, we're going to start with Orlando Pride news. So, Orlando Pride, they played in the NWSL semifinal this past weekend against the Portland Thorns. Uh, I was able to watch this game, and Alex Morgan did play. Um, she did not get a goal in that game, and we ended up losing that game 4-1 to one to the Portland Thorns. Portland Thorns crushed us pretty bad, Dylan, and Orlando, they went through this high press, and it backfired because Portland just kept countering and countering, and Orlando Pride just couldn't slow it down. It was it was really that much of a struggle for them. So, unfortunately for Orlando Pride, their season ends. But, hey, I mean, Elena Kenny got a goal, and, you know, Orlando Pride, they did well. Coming from the first half of the season where we didn't have Alex Morgan, she came in the second half, got us into the playoffs, and at least this Orlando team made the playoffs. So, you know, that's <laughs> impressive. And this is only their second year, Dylan. Yeah, This is their second is. year. It is. They went from not making the playoffs in their first year, which we expected to new, to making the playoffs this year. So, speaking of a team that is eliminated from the playoffs, another team that didn't play this weekend, but because the New York Red Bulls defeated the Vancouver Whitecaps 3-0 this past weekend, the Orlando City SC has now been officially eliminated from the playoffs. Orlando City SC has a game this Sunday against the Columbus Crew, but Orlando City, they're already making moves, Dylan. Our owner announced that Jason Christ will return as the coach. Uh, Jason Christ, you know, what he's going to do is going to give him some more money to play around with and try to find new players. 
to build around this offense, especially now that we got news that broke yesterday that Dylan, your boy, Kaka, Kaka, he has decided that he will not renew his contract with Orlando City at the end of the season. So a lot of speculation that I heard earlier on Twitter was that he was going to retire. So when they did the press conference yesterday. I was like, is he going to announce retirement? But he said, no, I'm just going to not renew my contract. So my guess is Dylan is he's probably going to go back home to Brazil and play one more year with his boyhood club, Sao Paulo FC, and he's going to retire. That Good would be riddance. my guess. But, hey, we got $7 million now that we can use to buy a player that's going to help us get to the playoffs and next that, year. And definitely a player they can actually want to come in and play for the Orlando City uh, because it sounds like Kakad doesn't want to be here anyway. So good riddance to him. All right, Dylan. And another Orlando team that lost Tampa Bay Rowdies, they defeated the Orlando City B squad last night 2-0. So that means, Dylan, all our Orlando soccer teams have been eliminated from playoff contention. Speaking of soccer, soccer's been having a rough week this week, so we're going to go on to some soccer news. Soccer news? As we had some World Cup qualifiers going on this week. Lots of drama, action. Uh, Egypt, they won a dramatic game for them to qualify to the World Cup. Nigeria as well. So England won for them to qualify. Costa Rica, Mexico. So lots of action there in the 2018 FIFA World Cup qualifiers. So now, Dylan, we're going to just, I'm just going to share with the world real quick the new teams that have qualified already. So Nigeria, Costa Rica, Poland, Egypt, Iceland, Serbia, Portugal, France, Uruguay, Argentina, with Messi carrying that team on his back with those three goals, get them over. Colombia, and congratulations to Panama. First time ever they're going to the World Cup. Dylan, I don't want to break the news to you, but you want to take a guess who's not going to the World Cup, surprisingly? Hmm. Maybe the U.S. team who hasn't missed a World Cup since 1986. That would be correct, Dylan. Jesus. Oh, man. I gave them a challenge last week, and they only completed half of the job. Last Friday in the Orlando City Stadium, they beat Panama. Me and you, you Dylan, went to Alehouse to watch that game. They were on fire. Crushed them 4-0. Pulisic got a, a goal. And Josie Altador. And I'm thinking, all we got to do, guys, is go to Trinidad Tobago, <laughs> get a draw, and or a, t- a win, and we're in. And I watched the game on Tuesday, Dylan. The first half, they played like a team that didn't want to go to Russia. They, didn't want to they go to played Russia. like they were tired, lazy. They had no plan. And our coach, Bruce Arena, he wasn't out there yelling at the players or making changes or nothing. Okay? We were the first goal was an own goal. Okay, nothing Tim Howard could do about that. But that second goal, Tim Howard should have had that one. He should have had that one. But he's 38, and I mean, what are you going to do? And the second half, Christian Pulisic got a goal. But USA, the first 10 minutes were where they had the energy, and then they didn't have any energy, Dylan. And the results went the other way. Uh, Pandurus beat Mexico 3-2. Panama beat Costa Rica 2-1. So now we're out, Dylan. We are out of the World Cup. I never thought I would see the day happen. So, soccer apocalypse is here. And unfortunately, Dylan, since we're not going to Russia, that means no. One, I fear no one's going to care now about soccer for at least a while. And I guess that means, guys, you're going to have to do the Out of Bounds podcast every week to listen to me on your latest <laughs> soccer news. Yep, soccer news. So, yep. All right, guys. So, on some games to watch this weekend. So, for Major League Soccer... Um, the only big game that you really got to watch, keep an eye on, is Toronto FC against Montreal. Big rivalry there. Uh, Toronto, of course, already in the playoffs. Montreal, they've been eliminated, but it's going to be a big game for them. So keep an eye on that. And Sporting Kansas City, they will take on Houston Dynamo. Those two teams are battling out for the playoff spots as well. 
And that will conclude, guys, my football recap of the week. Moving on to some miscellaneous news, former lightweight champ Eddie Alvarez is going to be fighting Justin... Help me with this name. I think it's pronounced Gagey. Gagey? Okay. But we can, go with, we can just go with Justin G. Justin G. Okay, Justin G for UFC 2018 in Detroit on December 2nd. So watch out for that one. That should be a pretty good fight. Yeah, Dylan, it's going to be pretty interesting because uh, Alvarez, he's looking for his first win since taking the lightweight championship in the first knockout round of Rafael Dos Anjos in July 2016. And then, of course, you got Gagey. He's a former World Series of Fighting champion. So he made his debut in UFC in July, knocking out Michael Johnson in the second round in Denver. So these two guys are going to go at it. It's going to be pretty interesting. All right, Dylan. The uh, Speaking of UFC, uh, Modelo has announced that they're going to be the new official beer sponsor for UFC. So that's pretty exciting for them. Um, WNBA news. So this broke yesterday in the San Antonio Express News that apparently Spurs Sports and Entertainment who owns San Antonio FC, the Rampage, the Spurs, yeah. and the Stars, and the Austin Spurs. They are considering selling the Stars WMAT to an owner who is in, based in Las Vegas. Interesting. So it's interesting that if the deal goes through, because WNBA, they haven't approved, they're just looking at it. But if the deal goes through, that team will move for the third time in a row. They were in Utah, then they moved to San Antonio for eight seasons, and now they're going to move to to Las Vegas, and Las Vegas, everything's going there. Hockey, football, now they're going to get to WNBA basketball, and if they do well, maybe the NBA starts coming. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see on that, Dylan. Speaking of the NBA, the Golden State Warriors, their uh, co-owner, uh, he buys an eSports franchise. So eSports, Dylan, I'm not sure you follow this pretty well, but it's it's going A little uh, bit. It's it's getting pretty popular now. With it's like these guys pay, getting paid lots of money to buy into these games, and they get paid tons of money to to play them. And that's and it's very competitive, Dylan. I mean, I've seen it like on TV, and it kind of reminds me of like poker. Like you know, remember when poker was getting popular? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see it on ESPN, and everybody's saying, "Oh, it's going to be an Olympic sport." Um, it hasn't happened yet, but uh, you never know. It could get there someday. One of the major sports I saw was League of Legends. I don't know if you've heard of that game yeah, before. It's a yep. PC game that a lot of gamers were into. Um, I, I've seen that game played before on, on uh, eSports, and I've also seen they do Madden tournaments and NHL, NFL tournaments or uh, NBA tournaments, things like that. They do that every once in a while. So these eSports, it's definitely going to be getting bigger and bigger throughout the next couple yeah, of years. Yeah, and actually the owners, both the owners, of Joe Lacob and Kirk Lacob, they had purchased a team in the North American League of Legends Championship Series, which you just talked about. Interesting. So, yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Awesome. And Rafael Nadal tied Andre Agassi for sixth, Agassi. Yep. For sixth place on the list of all-time <laughs> open-era wins by reaching the Shanghai Masters semifinal earlier today, clinching his 870th career victory. Phenomenal. He's been playing this sport for years. Mm -hmm. It's so great to see this guy, and he's still as good as he was pretty much when he started. I mean, he might have slowed down a little bit since then, but, I mean, he has definitely um, caused this sport to be more wide-known, especially in ESPN and stuff like that when they do the tournaments on TV. Um, He is one of the top male performers in tennis, so it's great to see him hit his 870th career win. All right, Dylan, you got any uh, fantasy sports update? Yes, I do. So in my fantasy corner this week, we do have a few questions. So my first question goes, uh, do I trade Antonio Brown? And the short answer for that, 
No, you don't trade Antonio Brown. Uh, ben Roethlisberger had one bad week. I, I think that was a wake-up call for Ben Roethlisberger. I think the five interceptions had something to do with that. So I think this week you will see a huge production come out of Antonio Brown and also Ben Roethlisberger. So if you have either of those two guys on your team, um, I probably uh, – who the Pittsburgh Steelers are playing who this week? I don't. I forgot who it was. They're playing the Chiefs this week. The Chiefs. Oh, then I, w- I wouldn't start Ben Roethlisberger. But Antonio Brown might still have a good game. I-, I would probably put him as a flex if you have that position on your team. So I wouldn't start him as a, a wide a wide receiver one. But he's a um, a a high-end wide receiver three. So I definitely put Antonio Brown on the, on the radar. Um, second question, should I try and pick up Adrian Peterson and or Bilal Powell? With Adrian Peterson, yes, you should pick up Adrian Peterson. He's going to um, a very, very good team in Arizona. Duke Johnson, what, David Johnson, was the running back there in Arizona. And he once he got injured, there has not been a bell cow um, behind the quarterback since then. I think that Adrian Peterson can fill that void. And I think Adrian Peterson can find holes um, in that offensive line to get good runs in. So I think Adrian Peterson is definitely going to be the bell cow there in Arizona. I would definitely start him this week if he's still on the if he's on the waiver wire, pick him up right now. If he's on a free agent, pick him up right now uh, before um, somebody else gets him on your league. And then also the last question I have is the, who is the better tight end the rest of the season? Either Cameron Brait or Ed Dixon. I'm going to have to stick with Ed Dixon with the Carolina Panthers. Even though they lost last night, um, I think Ed Dixon still has higher upside than Cameron Brait does. And I, I talked about him a few weeks ago actually picking him up um, once their tight end went down. Greg Olson, not Greg Olson, correct? Yeah, yeah, Greg Olson went down with an injury in Carolina. So uh, Ed Dixon is actually a good player to pick up. I would definitely pick him up. He has the better upside for the rest of the season. And that will conclude my fantasy corner of the week now moving on to uncle bobby's scam alert he's on the phone with us again uncle bobby the microphone is all yours oh thanks for having me again sorry i'm i have the calling again but uh, we know what happened about that so uh my scam will be the nfl uh reason this time is now they want the teams to be required to stand when they're on the field for the national anthem mm-hmm. uh i guess they finally realized the ratings were starting to really tank fans are really getting upset uh, President Trump got involved, which they weren't expecting, of course. Uh, but I guess it just came down to that. I'd rather see them, uh, the players protest and kneel, saying that they're tired of the NFL having antitrust protection and they want that removed. So I would definitely support that. So if the players want to do that, I would definitely be behind them. That's my scam. All right. Very good. Well, let's move on to winners and losers. JT, I will give you the microphone first. All right, guys. So my winner this week is... Washington Capitals forward Nathan Walker as he made history by becoming the first Australian to make his debut this past weekend for the Capitals against the Montreal Canadiens. And guess what, Dylan? He scored a goal in his debut. How about that? And they had the Australian Prime Minister there, and his parents were there, of course, to celebrate the moment. So that was really awesome. And he said his inspiration from being Australia. Because, you know, Australia is like soccer and rugby over there. That's their sports. But he got attracted to hockey, and what inspired him was the those Disney uh, Mighty D- Duck movies. That's what inspired him. Okay. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So he's my winner this week. My loser this week, unfortunately, my love for the beautiful game, U.S. soccer. And as we mentioned earlier, Dylan, they failed to make the men's team, failed to make the World Cup. Brutes Arena, he resigned today as the coach of the national team. And 
Everyone was calling for the USSF president, Sunil Gladi, to step down as well. He had his press conference today, and basically all he said was, it's my fault. I take responsibility for uh, picking the people who failed, but it's not my fault. I didn't fail. They did. So he's not planning to resign, and he's <laughs> planning to run for re-election in February. Sunil, what are you doing? Did you not see Taylor Trumman's rant on ESPN after that Gay Bot Tuesday? That guy was fired up. He was adamant, man. I'm telling you what. Like, and, and he went what are you on, doing? He went on what several other <laughs> networks, too, so yeah. having a, pretty much the same rant on every other network. Yeah. He said he had like 90 minutes of sleep that night, and that's oh, about yeah. it. So he was on TV pretty much the entire time. Um, it, it's inexcusable. USS Soccer with them missing the World Cup for the first time since 1986, like we said before. It's and not just, only that, Dylan, they make lots of money, lots of money, and the, the men's team we knew was regressing. The women's team, they're just starting to regress because yeah. after winning the World Cup, they kind of tailspin a bit. So, you know, Sunil Kalati hasn't done much to change that. He's done well money-wise, but everything else, it's failed. And the three out of the four coaches he's picked, they have not lasted a full cycle. And, you know, on top of that, MLS, they don't care about uh, the, the national team they care about their league so the U.S. soccer whoever takes over they gotta get these leagues in line MLS NASL USL the amateur leagues all that get them all lined up together and we'll just have to wait and see what happens but that's my loser U.S. soccer unfortunately <laughs> jeez uh, Uncle Bobby your winners and losers okay so my winner will be Kaka and my reason <laughs> is because he saw that the Phil Rawlings curse definitely happened um, and it wasn't a fake and that uh, I'm still confused about why he doesn't want to play in the final home game. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry that he's playing in the final home game, but he's not going to play in the final game on the road. Uh, but he also said that he may want to come back as a possible ambassador, coach, or in management, which I'm confused on that. But I'm calling the winner because he saw that Phil Rollins' kiss did happen, and it will continue. Just because Uncle Bobby called it out on our show right here on Out of Bounds exclusively. Um, what is, who is your loser this week? Okay, my loser is the Dolphins offensive line coach, uh, Chris Forrester. He had to resign over a video of him uh, storing some type of white powder. Didn't say white what it was. substance. Um, or white substance, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I mean, I hope it's a powder, but I don't know. I'm not going to go there. Or whatever. Yeah, but anyway, and my, but my, my concern about that is that the uh, lady he was with that videotaped this put it out. Basically, her response was people were mad at her for this, but will roast minority players who protest over anthems, dog fights, weed, and domestic violence. So I don't know what she has to think that that's the same as what he was doing, but anyway, that was her response to it, so he's my loser. All right, well, my winner and loser this week, my winner is Sam Gerard. He is a um, a player with the National Predators. We actually drafted him last season with the second-round pick, 17th pick of the second round. He was 47th overall. He has played two games so far with the National Predators, both at home, and he has one goal and two assists so far. He is playing phenomenally for a young kid. I mean, he does not look like a 19-year-old on the ice at all. Um, so he's been playing very, very well. That's my winner for the week. Uh, my loser this week is actually Eli Manning because he does he's not reading the tea leaves over there in New York, JT, okay? So he's... They've been talking about possibly there might be a trade with him about going to Jacksonville possibly because um, his former coach Tom Coughlin is over there in Jacksonville. But he actually came out on um, the other day and said, I've not heard it. I've not felt it. Not thinking about it. I don't want to play anywhere else. I love this team, love this organization, and I want to be here. Well, Eli, why you're the loser this week is because 
the players there obviously don't want you there. Because obviously they'd be playing much better than they have been if they actually wanted you there as their quarterback. Second of all, the fans in New York don't want you there. So why don't you just go somewhere else so you possibly might have more success than what you're having right now? Because obviously you are not a successful quarterback this season. You haven't been to the playoffs um, in quite some time now. You've had Odell Beckham Jr. You've had other weapons on that on that offense that could lead you to the playoffs, could lead you possibly to a Super Bowl because you were a Super Bowl contender at the beginning of the season, um, coming into the season. But you know you've just stuck your foot in your mouth, and you can't you can't do much more than that. So. Eli Manning is my loser this week because he needs to read the tea leaves and say, you know what, I think it's time for me to leave. Um, So thanks for listening to the show this week, guys. Uh, Final thoughts. JT, you're up. Well, my final thoughts are going to be about um, the situation in Houston. The Houston Rockets, their billionaire owner, Tillman Fertitta, who just bought the team, he expressed interest in bringing a hockey team, the NHL, to Houston. So that's going to be very interesting. Houston, who knows, the number four media market in the, in the United States. So it's very attractive in the NHL. And the NHL, let's see, we got three teams, the Islanders, the Hurricanes, maybe the Coyotes, that are looking for places to play. So Houston, if they get if one of them gets there, then that's great for the NHL because you got Houston, now you can go get Seattle, who's ranked number 10. So that'll be very interesting. So Out of Bounds Podcast, we'll keep you updated on that. Uncle Bob, what's your final thought? So mine's about the, uh, I don't know if you saw it last night, the uh, Thursday night game, uh, Carolina against Philadelphia. Um, they had a uh, the fan was wearing a Panthers jersey. Don't know if he was a Panthers fan, but he was the upper deck, and he was uh, blocking the view of uh, some people for the pretty much most of the game. The videotape shows the uh, older gentleman uh, basically just having enough of it and just, you know, basically stalking to him, and the guy turns around and just starts wailing on him, hitting him hard. He ends up uh, cutting him on the below the eye. And they end up taking off. So I don't know if they got caught or not yet. But I, I figure they know that they have a jail right there in the Philadelphia Stadium. So maybe that's why they ran away. So hopefully they'll get caught. But I just can't believe all the violence that happens in the stands besides it's usually a really Yeah, it's crazy. I saw the video, and it's it's absolutely absurd that that would happen in an NFL game. And, um, you know, my, my final thought goes out to those fans that are watching the NFL who have decided to boycott the NFL. If you haven't done so already, there's a a league called the NHL, National Hockey League, that actually produces really, really good content. So I would suggest actually watching some NHL games instead. Um, They are quite patriotic in the NHL, even though most of them are foreign-born. So if you want to watch some really, really good, intense... intense an intense sport uh, hockey is definitely that sport for you so instead of watching nfl this weekend maybe you watch some nhl games instead because that sport definitely is one that needs a, a larger following than it already has so once again thanks for listening to the show this week guys you can follow us on twitter at oob podcast you can follow us on facebook at abounds podcast with dylan james and also our website at abounds my email is dylan at abounds if you have any feedback suggestions concerns comments you want to send to us feel free to send them to that email we are more than happy to answer any questions you have and also to implement things that you give us feedback on so definitely send us those there um we are also streaming on google play itunes soundcloud and stitcher um tune in to wblzmedia.com on saturdays from 10 to 11 a.m eastern standard time um every saturday to hear our show 
And JT, what is your social media handles? You can reach me at JTSaka88. That's at JTSOCKA88. You can email me at JT at com. You can also reach my personal sports blog. It's www.jttosportsguy.com. And Uncle Bobby, last but not least, what is your Twitter handle? So mine is Life is a Big Scam. H first letter of each word is capital. Life is a Big Scam. And let me add on the NHL, I like him because they let the players fight until they hit the ice, then they stop the fight. So I they like do. Him. It's fantastic. I'm telling you, if, if you haven't given the NHL a shot, do it. I mean, my girlfriend went to her first game last season, or two, I'm sorry, two seasons ago, and she fell in love with the sport as well. So, I mean, it's one of those sports that everyone can get involved in, even if you don't watch the intricacies of, of setting up the plays and all that kind of stuff. The fights are fun to watch. I think it's, it's just a, it's a fun sport to watch. It's a fun league, um, and it's it's very very engaged with the audience, very engaged with their fans, so definitely a great sport to watch, and they do a lot of philanthropy throughout the season. Um, so, yeah, definitely check out the NHL if you haven't done so already. Thanks for listening to the show once again. And if you don't mind, give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Send us a review, like the review we just got the other day. Um, it says, these guys know sports and talk about them well. Thanks for all you do. Thank you, Manning Fan 18 And thank you, and we will talk to you guys next week. Seven Sports Talk. WBLZ Sports. We've got balls. I'm Stephen Jodderin from Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. Hi, I'm Armand Kafai. Be sure to give us a listen for the best coverage in American soccer. Follow us on Twitter at UncSamSoccerPod and give us a subscription on iTunes and Google Play. You don't want to miss it. Gen Service offers complete electrical service with a reputation based on quality. Turn to them for residential, commercial, and industrial electrical service. Doesn't matter if it's new construction, homes, electrical panels, hot tubs, generators, or a commercial rewire. The Gen Service team is licensed, bond, and insured to put your electrical concerns at ease. For an electrical contractor with 25 years of service, give Gen Service a call at 740-438-7173. With over 30 years of experience, the smart people call on Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing. Interior, exterior, commercial, or residential, Doug Peffer does it all. Is your house looking ug? Then call on Doug. Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. 
Mention WBLZ Sports, and you'll receive a special We've Got Balls discount. That's Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. We are not Vegas, guys. We're just two guys from South Carolina. Making our picks. Doing what we love. That's it. No bunkum, no bullshit. We don't have credit cards of the day. We're not hanging out with Frella Mafia. Even though we wish we were. The Burger and Badass Show, Thursday night from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturday morning from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. Exclusively on WBLZ Sports. We got the balls. Danny, I need that ball. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get you the ball. Are you going to get me the oh, ball? I'll get you the ball. Get me the ball. WBLZ Sports. I hope he doesn't kill somebody. 